Oh boy, here we go. Episode 10, you are on the bench with Beaks. I am your humble host, Cody Beekman, and I'm joined, as always, by Ross Covered in Ross Moormeyer. Hey, what's up, guys? And Keats, not your Ned Flanders Zanders. What's going on, everyone? Boy, we got a special episode for for you today. We have the one and only Jan Hayda with us today. Jan, thank you so much for being here, and uh, it, let me try this real quick. Uh, uh Thank you for being here, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, so uh, today we're, we're going to be focused on Jan. So uh, for all your Hockey Day and History fans, uh, well, sorry, bud. So uh, uh, Jan, what do you, uh, uh, if, if you guys don't know, Jan's ex-NHLer played... Uh, Played in the Czech Extra Liga, uh, the um, Russian Super League, and uh, the NHL, of course. Um, ever since that, uh, Jan, what you been doing, bud? Uh, before I retire, I uh, kind of have a deal with my agency who represent me. So I started working for them right away as a family advisor and agent. Also, I was coaching uh, basically the whole time. Uh, I started with my son's team, and then I was helping Milan Heyduk with uh, with his two boys uh, for Thunderbirds. Oh, nice! Yeah, American Peter, right? American David. Oh, David! Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, so, like, uh, on the bench with Beaks likes to get really down to the perspectives of hockey. So, let's uh, let's take it back to baby on. Uh, growing up in Czech, like, uh, just tell us about, you know, your uh, growing up there and how you got into hockey. Um, like every, every other uh, kid growing up in Czech Republic, you know, a lot of uh, outdoor games, outside, spending a lot of time outside. Obviously, I am a older guy, so we didn't have PlayStations like kids have right now <laughs> and phones and uh all we did was uh, playing outside with uh, with friends. I'm not saying just hockey, but basically every sport, uh, you know, soccer, tennis, everything. Yeah. And uh, you know, to your question, how I get end up playing hockey, it was kind of automatic for me because uh, my grandfather played hockey, my father played hockey, and uh, it was just I love it I, I was watching my father playing he was a young father he I was born when he was uh, 19 or 20 uh, kind of different was that grandfather and, and my father was were both goalies and uh, me like uh, every other kid tried to go to the net and, and be goalie but uh, my dad told me if he ever see me in a net, he will probably kill me. So <laughs> that was an option. <laughs> but there is a, there is another story about that. <clears throat> when I play uh, in Columbus and then here in in, uh, in Denver, obviously he he came visit me a few times, uh, not just one, but uh, basically almost every year. And uh, my son, uh, who is in hockey, like big time, there was like nothing else, just hockey since he was very little of course um he always uh, asked my father to play hockey in a basement or in, in front of the garage and uh, uh he likes to be goalie too and uh obviously i didn't want him to be goalie but my, <laughs> my father told me if i am goalie he will kill me but he brought 
uh, goalie helmet and gloves and pads to him. So I was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing to, to me? <laughs> Like, you're sending uh, separate signals here, man. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, like, uh, so, um, uh, where, do, where did you really, like, uh, start to know that this was going to become a career path for you? I'm sorry, Lisa? Uh, when did you, uh, like, playing in Czech and stuff like that, uh, like, uh, uh, when did you know it was going to start to get really serious for you? Uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually a good question. That's a good answer, man. I yeah. like that. Uh l- yeah, never, because uh, we just play... The system in Czech Republic is a little different. You, you just play wherever you live. Yeah. Uh, luckily, um, you know, the place I live was the highest level of hockey team, so so I did play high level. But uh, in the same time, I, I was never dreaming or, or thinking about going uh, out of country, out of Czech Republic, and play somewhere else. I had a small goals and small steps, and I think this is the best... Uh, this is the best thing for hockey players right now. I, I see a lot of kids or even like parents, you know, doing what I'm doing, coaching and, and uh, representing young hockey players. They thinking too much about what's going to be in the future instead of like focusing uh, where they are right now. So to me, I always was trying to be the best player in the organization or team I was. Right. And never really think about going to nhl maybe in a five years oh that's awesome that's actually a really good way to think about it i mean you see so many uh well especially because you're coaching you see so many uh, i mean parents and coaches like getting so serious about you know like peewee or bantam league stuff especially in a high level and uh you know you could see it wears on the kids just being uh like maybe a, a little too overzealous like if you if you if you don't do good now, then you're never gonna make it to the NHL. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. I think there's so much high expectations, and almost people forgetting about hockey is just a game for fun. You know, like the first main thing about hockey, you have your kid have to have fun, and uh, there's a lot of private lessons and and a lot of you know private coaches and, and extra skating through the summer. You know, when I was coaching, after right after season, parents start calling me and asking, "How many times my son should be skating over summer? Like, how many times a week? Like, is it five days a week enough?" And I was like, "What if your kid just tried to play something else? Why he doesn't play football or basketball, or just let him play something else and or just be a kid? Or just be <laughs> yeah. a kid, exactly." And well, and that's another thing. I mean, I think a lot of uh, NHLers will say that like playing other sports actually help them with the game of hockey. I mean, why not? Uh, why not promote other? You know, uh, spanning out to other other different things. Absolutely. Uh, when you're playing hockey, you're using group of muscles, important for a hockey. But to balance that young body. I, I, I'm a big believer that kids need to do something else. Oh, I, I like have have I mean, I mean obviously hockey's a, a going to be a huge part of their life. But I mean, you got to have fun and you got to you got to have an actual life outside of it as well. Maybe it will be a big part of their lives, but uh, statistics statistics says I think they have about 0.08 percent to become a professional hockey players. Yeah, when they are young out of all the registered hockey players. So I think, you know, focusing on 
being a professional hockey player is not really smart. Right. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Just well, be going with the flow, essentially, you know? Yeah, just Whatever. making it fun and just actually making the development a key thing later on. Is exactly. Like so. and having fun and, and, uh, and just, you know, like focusing on I'm right now playing for, uh, let's say, Little Pun, and I want to be the best in this team and everything else will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, Jan, I had a question for you. So when you started out at a young age, um, did you uh, just start playing for a club where you lived, or was it more like a hockey school? A lot of, uh, but for example, in Latvia, there's there's a tons of hockey schools, literally where you have an ice rink inside of the school, you go do your math, all that, but and then you go straight to the ice or three times. Is was it a program like that, or or, or was it a little different in Czech? Kind of very similar. Uh, I think uh, in Czech, uh, till end of third grade, this is just the club. And then uh, starting fourth grade, there was more hockey school. And uh, it doesn't mean we were studying at the rink. We, we still go to, to, to uh, regular school, but there was one class specifically built for hockey players. Mm. And the only difference basically was uh, instead of... Uh, having a uh, you know a P, uh, physical preparation we instead of going to the gym we go on the ice so okay. let's say once or twice a week our school uh, regular school started at 8 a.m our school class started at 9 because we had 7 30 till 8 30 practice and then yep. we walk together to the school and start school one hour later very cool okay yeah, uh, so uh, who do you think your biggest influences were back then? I mean, who who like who would you watch and say, "Wow, I really li- I really like that guy's game." You know, just uh just anybody that stands out that you're like I like that guy. It was changing a little bit uh over the time. Uh, when I was little, I always look up to uh, Alf Samuelsson. Yeah, he was Alf. a good defenseman uh, and then uh, you know, when when I start playing uh, professionally, there was like more the players I play against, or I play with, uh, let's say in the national team, and I saw how they really were professionals and how they work out and what they did to be successful. And uh, so one of the guy, I you know just come to my mind is like uh, Jaromir Jagr, which I play a few world championships with him. Uh, the and ageless man, and he's like. He's like a different different person. Oh, he's a beast, <laughs> it seems like. Yeah. You guys still keep in touch till this day or uh, a little bit. He's now owner of the one club in uh, one club in Czech Republic, so it's more business kind of yeah. staying in touch because um, one of my players is playing for his club. I represent that player so he's playing for his club, but uh um yeah, I I do uh keep in touch with a lot of players. Very cool. Did you ever try to recreate his uh, famous mullet anytime? Like, you ever try to grow that out or what? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, I, <laughs> the, the, the man, the, I, it, like, it's it's just him, huh? Yeah, it, it was more about uh, seeing him, how he prepared for the games. And uh, and uh, basically, I don't know, people, does, probably most of the people knows about it, but he he uh, give everything to hockey. He doesn't, ha- he, he doesn't have... 
uh, wife, he doesn't have kids, he doesn't have family, he's just like all about hockey and the reason probably why is because nobody can keep up with him, you know, yeah. like he's kind of famous that he's not afraid to skate at 2 a.m., that's his thing, like he, I, I know he, he's by himself at the rink at 2 a.m. and skating. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Well, I mean, uh, there there's always people saying that like yeah, he's got the keys to the uh, practice facility, so he'll he'll just pop in whenever he wants. Yep. That's that's I mean, uh that's a perfect person to emulate emulate emulate. Anyways. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> easy for me to say. Eh? So, um uh so going through uh, you know, let's let's Fast forward ahead until your uh, your you know uh, Czech uh, WJC days. How was that like? You know, just playing playing for your country in the ju- junior championships and stuff like that. How uh, like uh, how that come about and uh, what do you, what do you think you learned from it? So for us uh, European players, it's a way bigger deal with, uh, than probably for Americans or, or Canadians. It's probably the top you can you can do represent your co- country in the world championship, um, and uh, you know I, I play one my first one when I still was playing in the Czech league, and uh, I was very excited. You know, didn't have too much experience yet. I, I think I was uh, twenty two or twenty three, and uh, I had a great season in in Czech, and and uh, my coach uh, who coached me in the club. Uh, was also a national team coach oh that's awesome so he he, he brought me there and uh that was that was great uh, later on uh when uh, i play in russia and i play in uh, in nhl that wasn't that big deal because you know if if you ask me if i would uh, trade my uh, six or i think i believe i play six world championships and just to have one Stanley Cup, uh, one Stanley Cup, uh, you know, finals, I would probably choose Stanley Cup finals. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. that's that's the that's the that's the most. Uh, obviously, uh, Olympic games are way higher than than any any world championships. Like that's the different experience. Well, yeah, I, w- I would assume. I mean. Uh, like I, I well, like what'd you learn? I mean, uh, do, uh, do you think you maybe grew a little bit more as a hockey player, or uh, I mean, was it just like just being in the moment, just just like loving that you're playing for your country? I think it's more about playing for a country. You're not learning. That's a short tournament. You know, yeah. you're playing with the top players, but it's still, you know, not too much learning. It's just representing. Oh, absolutely, and uh, just wearing the colors and all that. I I understand that. So uh, let's talk about when you got drafted. Where were you, and what what happened there? I, I know you got drafted by the Buffalo Sabers. Yes. Uh, again, like I was talking about, I wasn't really focused on, on you know playing in NHL. It's just uh, uh, when I was eighteen, and on that time there was a different system on drafts because uh, somebody had had to sign you up for a draft. It wasn't like now. Oh, they had to sign you up for the draft. Yes, that wasn't like now when scouts just choose you without any notice or heads up. Uh, you you had to be signed for for draft. Okay. And uh, my agent, who represented me back then, didn't sign me up because he was, he just 
forget or he thought I'm younger. <laughs> so I wasn't drafted uh, when I was 18. And then, uh, you know, I had a good few years in Czech League. And uh, that was all about the time when uh, players started going to Russia. The Russian League started kind of, you know, get picking up on their, on their quality and, and also uh, honestly, the, they pay better money. Oh yeah, not the same money like they do now in KHL, but it was still way better than in Czech Republic. Right, and uh, and they they contact me or, or they contact my club where I play Slavia Praha and and coaches like, you know, it's gonna be good for you if you if you go to Russia for a couple of years and then they will come back and you will be, you know, you you can finish your career in 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 Czech. You will be the superstar here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I did. Uh, Again, signed for so, so I, I did sign for uh, for uh, two years in in uh, CSK Moscow, and uh, um, it was okay. Uh, you know, good good club. I, I had a um, chance to be coached by Viktor Tikhonov, which was the oh wow the legend. Really cool. And uh, then after two seasons, uh, another team from from Russia uh, offered me contract. I decide to stay there, and after three years, I, I I I was ready to go back to Czech or something. Yeah. <laughs> I w- uh, and uh, uh, Frank Musil, who was scout for uh, Edmonton Oilers, uh, contacted me. And he said, uh, "Listen, you are probably the best uh, defenseman in Europe. You who never try uh, playing in NHL. Do you want to try?" And I, I said, yeah. Like I, I thought about it a little bit. Uh, I was like, at least I will have some stories to tell to my grandchilds if, if I, if I tried, and if I don't, I probably gonna, uh, gonna, you know, it's, it's. I was. I we decide to try. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why not give it a shot? I mean, yeah. it's the NHL. Give it a shot. I mean, that's and and that's actually where uh, you scored your first your first goal in Edmonton, right? Yeah, yeah, I scored against uh, LA Kings. Right, and in uh, overtime, I, oh, I oh, that's a beauty overtime. That's, that's a beauty great. first goal right there. You guys are quite silent. Let's well, uh, let's get you're some just firing off the questions well, left and right. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, let's what, get some uh, questions from the peanut gallery. I mean, Jeez. how 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 did you feel when you got drafted by the Sabers? I mean, I know that you know. Hashik and all those guys have played for it. It's not like as storied as a, of a franchise as like Edmonton. Like, how did you feel when you got drafted compared to, I guess, when you got moved to Edmonton? You're playing for a franchise yeah. where you've got Gretzky and all those guys that played and wore that same crest on their sweater, you know? Yeah, I, I got drafted uh, when I was in Russia. I remember that, uh, you know, uh, I didn't know I will I will be drafted. That mm-hmm. happened, and uh, again, like I said before, everything is happening to me. Yeah, <laughs> everything was happening to it, me. It's just one one minute at a time. So so I yes my <clears throat> I think my my agent called me that I was drafted, and uh, and uh, uh, Sabers manager wanted to talk to me, and uh, he invited me to to come over uh, for for a tryout or, or for a camp. But uh, in that time, I I was under contract with uh, with the Russian team, okay. and he was very honest, which uh, I appreciate because he said, you know, listen, we drafted you, you are a good player, but uh, 
we just uh, lost in the Stanley Cup finals and uh, we're not going to change our team. You know, we feel good with what we have and uh, you're going to spend most likely uh season in the minors and uh and I was I decided to stay in Russia and that time. Yeah. Well, you know. you're getting the money and also you're able to get the ice time too yeah. mainly. I mean, yeah. Exactly. And uh, then, after, like I said, after three years, uh, Frank Musil contacted me and he said, like, we want you here. If you say you want to try, we will trade your rights uh, with, with uh, Sabres. So it wasn't like uh, Sabres trade me uh, with Edmonton. Edmonton request my rights from Sabres. Wow, that's really cool to have a franchise like that want actually want you to be on their back line, just yeah. to be on that defense. That's really cool. But uh, how was it playing for, like, an actual club like Edmonton? As I said, you've got Messier, you've got Curry, you've got all those storied players just playing for that franchise. That had to be pretty cool. That was. That was definitely uh, every hockey player in, uh, in Edmonton is like like, uh, like a god. Oh, yeah. Like everybody, even guy from Fort Line or, or guy who, did, who, who play in the minor league, that's – and and have few games in in uh, in Oilers is known there. Yeah, like it's it's totally different. It's a different uh, uh, than when I play in Columbus later or or uh, uh, Avalanche. Yeah, because I mean they're just all over you. They just yeah, as you said, you're treated like a god. Just yeah. getting the five star treatment, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the way. Every around. time we go to the bar, I never pay. <laughs> oh, that's gotta be nice. <laughs> I wish that was the case for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> what are you what are you talking about? Every time I go to Bender's, I get a like a three percent discount on my beer. Oh, good for you, bud. <laughs> oh, thank you. Barely, barely I pay, guys. I pay full oh, price. Right. No. I pay full price. All right. <laughs> it wasn't. It was. It wasn't just. I didn't pay. I, I was allowed to go behind the bar and just grab whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Yanni back there just like, oh, you want to drink? You want to drink? Uh, I'm playing cocktail tonight. He's, he's like the Oprah Winifrey of drinks at that time. You, you get know. a drink. You get a drink. That's funny. Oh, that's great, man. Uh, well, Keith, what do you got, man? I don't know. I know you're just sitting over there on a bunch no, of I was. You guys jumped straight into the NHL. I had more, a little interest with like the Russian League Well, bring and it stuff. back. Bring it back. Yeah, you so, ask whatever you want. Uh, so when you yeah yeah when you played in Russia, uh, I was gonna see how, how did you did you like it? How what was the difference between you know playing in Russia as opposed to Czech? Um, and then I guess like in the locker rooms, like how'd you guys? Was it a lot of English or you had to learn some Russian? How did that all work out for you? Yeah, so uh, I think first of all I have to mention that uh, historically I think Russia or Russian coaches uh, and people around the hockey in Russia always think highly about the Czech players. I think it came from, you know, back in communism when all those games against the, uh, you know, uh, Russian national team or Soviet Union national team and, and Czech team were always like really tied and, and high, a high level. So that was good for me, obviously, you know, they, they always like Czech, Czech players in, in Russia playing in Russia, like, Hockey is very similar everywhere, and hockey players too. You know, good people, uh, no problem in the locker room or anything like that. Um, it's played on uh, on Olympic size ice, so the hockey system is a little bit different. But since I played in Czech Republic before, there was no adjustment for me. 
playing under Viktor Tikhonov when uh, you know I thought I was more offensive defenseman, especially after my last season in Czech and uh, unbelievable playoff. Uh, when I watch that games back now, <laughs> like was like yeah. what I was doing. I had I was uh, we won the cup in Czech Republic and I had like 17 games and 13 points in, as a as a defenseman, wow. which put Huge. me I believe like. Uh, I was. I think I end up third highest points of all players in that in that playoff That's series, yeah. and and I, I tried to play the same way in in Czech Rep- uh, in Russia, and first time when I, you know, crossed the blue line, offensive blue line, uh, Viktor Kino started yelling on me like, "What are you doing? Our defenseman, you stay back." <laughs> yeah. So there was there was adjustment there, but uh, like I said. Hockey players same. Hockey was very similar and same. All good people. The only problem in Russia is uh, living there. I think they, the, the Russian people, were at least. I don't know if still they are, but they were screwed up with that communism, and they are very selfish. So uh, you know, y- you cannot expect any. I, I, you cannot expect any help from from anybody else. Like. This is you are on your own when you live in Russia. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got and it. And to your question about uh, language, uh, there was no English, zero. I, and I, didn't I was gonna say yeah. And honestly, I didn't speak English back then. I <laughs> very little, but uh, but I speak li- very little Russian, which I thought it's gonna be easier when I get there. But the Russians are also, they don't want to understand you when you don't speak in <laughs> Russian. They're not helping. Yeah. So I had to re- learn Russian and I speak Russian now. Yeah. So you're fluent in Russian. Yes, I am. Say something. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> calling him out. Wow. Calling him out. Hear. Dang. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. how's it going? <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> wow, Keats. Wow. Like, that, that, that's about how much right I know there. Russian. Well, yeah. well, because I we had to know a little Russian too. There's Latvia has a pretty big Russian community as right. well, and it's uh, I, I guess if to to compare it here, it's kind of like Spanish in a way. You yeah. know, yeah. a lot of people speak Spanish here because a big Spanish community. Uh, same, same over there. So I was always, I wasn't great student. I wasn't bad, but great student at school. And I had li- about six months before a revolution in Czech Republic. I learned Russian about six months, and then uh, I learned a little bit German, which I don't un- uh, remember anything for about six months. And then I started English, but uh, I wasn't really talented for like learning other languages. And, uh, you know, hockey just taught me everything. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Just being around, I guess, just I s- people. Well, hockey is really the language you only needed to know, really. Yeah, I swear, if somebody told me, like, you're going to be speaking three languages fluently when I was 13, I would be probably laughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fat chance that's going to happen. <laughs> but <Yeah>. that's so <laughs> common, you know, now looking back, too. I mean, some of these newer players, like, for example, Elvis Merzlikens plays yeah. in Columbus right now. He knows like four or five languages. You know, it's like Russian, English, uh, Swiss, uh-huh. Latvian. I mean, and that's and that's all just because of hockey as well. 
but I call this uh, locker room language, which is sometimes sometimes can be difficult. You know, so like you, slang, essentially, when right? You go to the bank and ask for f checks. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. yeah. Like, can I get some fucking checks? <laughs> yeah. Pardon me? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, checks, please. Just checks, please. Yeah, <laughs> not a yengi. <laughs> Dawai Blad. Dawai Blad. Exactly. <laughs> Suka. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, so, I mean, when you actually finally did come over to the NHL, how was that, like, actually playing for uh, – because you only played a couple games for Edmonton. When when you actually really started playing for Columbus, how was that? Um, Difficult. <laughs> <laughs> because well, I was older – uh, I think I was 27, and I already played a few world championships, and I was, uh, we won a gold and silver medal, and I was gold, I was, I won uh, the Czech League, and then I came over uh, after three years in Russia, and uh, I was not, I, I was nobody, uh, because for Canadians, especially for Canadians, if you didn't play in NHL or in Canada. Then you didn't play. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> true. And I'm pretty sure that's still true today. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I start from from nothing, and uh, that wasn't easy. Uh, I was uh, healthy scratch a lot. Uh, they never really sent me to minor league, but I I was uh, healthy scratch, which means I worked twice hard, twice as hard as than the players that who played. Yeah. All the backskate, every practice, and everything. So I was probably in the best shape in my life. And I was watching those guys, and with all the respect, I was like, I can definitely do better than this. Yeah. Like, I can I can play better than the other players who are playing. But, uh, you know, I think they feel like I wasn't ready. And uh, I probably wasn't because I, I didn't play NHL. I didn't have experience. Especially on the smaller ranks and stuff, too. Yeah, so since the uh, start of the season till basically – uh end of december i play six games okay and uh this is the funny story that like you was asking about <laughs> oh <laughs> lovely oh here we go and, and everybody loved this story me guy without experience coming from from europe um i didn't know how that all works so i was with a team i i, I you know we, i fly with the team on, on a game but i just didn't play so i remember one of the trip back from the game i don't know from from which city back to edmonton i was uh, i was called up by coaches in the plane i was like hey come here we need to talk to you <clears throat> that was before christmas about yeah two weeks before christmas so beginning of uh, beginning of uh, december and they were like you know we feel like you should be playing and you're not playing here but you need that uh, you know game practice so we're gonna send you to, to, to minor league <coughs> hamilton for two weeks and I was like eh, you know this is not good uh, I, I want to be here right. like, no but you need to play so I came home I talked to my wife it's like listen like I didn't need this you know I did play a lot of hockey now they sending me sending me down to to minor league yeah they said for two weeks but you know they said come back you will come back for Christmas and uh, so, so she w and I was like, "What if we go back to Europe?" You know, and she said, "I remember." She said, 
just go there for two weeks uh, you're gonna spend Christmas in Canada and then New Year and then we'll see so I fly to Hamilton uh, honestly I don't remember too much from that time you know there was some other Russian players I know from before and we had a couple vodkas and stuff like that oh yeah <laughs> but uh, I play pretty good there I pick up a few points there and, and uh, I was really like you know plus minus guy there a lot uh, for for about I played there for about two weeks and uh, and then uh, two weeks and no no phone calls you know but I didn't know I didn't know how that works so I ca- I call I grab my phone and I called the guy who was in charge of flight tickets yeah I was like listen they said two weeks so it's two weeks so send me a flight tickets I'm flying back to Edmonton and he was like okay so he sent me a flight tickets. I show up in the locker room next day, walk to the coach's room, and like, hey, I'm back. And they were shocked. Like, I call myself up. And <laughs> oh my god. And and they were like, oh, oh, nice to see you again. <laughs> I'm calling the shots now. <laughs> <laughs> so every every hockey player I'm ta- like I told this story, they yeah. love it. Like this is this is the gr- this is like self call up. Yeah. I didn't play for one more game, and then somebody else get hurt, and I started playing with Jason Smith, who was a captain of the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. And since that, I play against top lines for rest of my career. Balls of steel. <laughs> Balls of steel. Self the self call up. Yeah, when you self call up, and then they just toss you to the Lions after nope. that. I'm kidding. No, not too many people know about that, but this is my story. Oh, how that's to, incredible. How oh. to make NHL. There you I go. Just, <laughs> if you, that's, just listen to that, boys. Anybody playing down in the no, NHL, say, just the, call call yourself up, and you, you'll, you'll get top-line minutes. That's awesome. So just, they said two weeks, so I was counting with two weeks. Like, I trust them. He walks in, like, <laughs> sup, mean, put me in, coach. That's me, yeah, that's <laughs> that is that is the European men- mentality. It's like, if you tell me two weeks, two weeks. It's two know, weeks and know. nothing less, exactly. nothing more. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's, am- that's amazing. Uh, the self-call-up. Keep that one in, in the back pocket, all you players out there. Oh, that's wow. hilarious. That's good stuff. Oh, man. geez. Uh, I think I should have tried that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so then you then you end up in Columbus. Yes. Right? Yeah. I so s- I had my uh, entry level contract for one year with Edmonton. Okay. And uh, Scott Housen was uh, assistant general manager in uh, in uh, Edmonton. And after season, uh, he signed as a general manager of Colum- uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. And uh, <clears throat> I was in Czech Republic after season, and uh, and he called me. He's like, "Listen, I'm offering you this contract, and you have 20 minutes to decide." <laughs> Later on, I f- I figure out that he knew that Oil is gonna send me the same offer, and he just wanted me in Columbus, so he gave me 20 minutes. I took probably 40 to 60 minutes to <laughs> call him back, but uh, <clears throat> I signed with uh, with uh, Blue Jackets because he. He he knew me. He knew what I can do, and uh, he he was first who offered. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> might as well jump on it when you can. Absolutely. Right. And oh, sorry, man. And uh, what I was gonna ask. So going from Edmonton to Columbus uh, in Ohio was that a bit of a culture shock, or was it a pretty pretty easy transition for you? Uh, I have to say that 
Blue Jackets organization is doing a great job to treat players right away. That was good. Only, you know, problem is Buckeye was the bigger uh, bigger deal in in Ohio in Columbus. So Blue Jackets that was uh, first uh, when I played. That was the first year. I think it was our tenth season or tenth season of of uh, Blue Jackets organization. That was the first time when they make a playoff. So that was that was that team was sucked. Like uh-huh. that wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, so I understand why people pay attention more to Buckeyes. I think it's changed a lot now. You know that organization is doing great. They've gained a lot of a lot of traction. Yeah, like and I wish best for them because, uh, like I said, they they treat players players great way. It's just Edmonton was different. You know, everybody know hockey players. Hmm. You are almost nobody in Columbus. <laughs> gotcha. And I, I mean, um, could you? Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah. Going out like everybody's. Uh, did it take a little bit of the pressure off, like just playing, knowing that, like you know, um, maybe, uh, maybe it's just uh, you know. Uh, you weren't un- you weren't underneath like a microscope all the time. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, that was good for me. I, I'm I'm always I tr- I always try to be a low profile guy. I never. Uh, use my, you know, playing in NHL to for for my profit. You know, never ask for anything. So, I'm. I, I was okay. You know, maybe for somebody who wants to be famous, like Patrick not, Kane. Yeah, it's not probably right fit, but that was good for, fit for me. Safe for family. Right. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, how was it like? Well, you went from Columbus to Colorado. How was it like playing with like Eric Johnson once the Abs picked him up, and because I know that you guys were line mates and just playing for the Abs organization at that time. In the in the beginning, uh, Eric was a more offensive guy, and uh, I had to learn and adjust how I how, how to play with Eric Johnson. Uh, I think he's playing way better hockey now. Uh, because he's more more defensive too. He's killing in penalties, but uh, back then when he was young, I think he was more pushed uh, by people to be more like offensive uh, offensive defenseman. Yeah, kind of shi- kind of like a shoot from the hip kind of guy. Whenever he could get the puck, just try to activate to where you'd be like the stay at home defenseman, as I would call it, where you just kind of stay within that blue line kind of area and just make sure that. Yeah, my job basically was every time. Harry grabbed the puck and started skating. I, I count with the worst scenario, so I always stay back. <laughs> <laughs> Jan, just stay back and do, uh, deal with the odd man rushes yeah. when yeah. EJ gets caught back in the ozone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, he, thanks. I never know what's coming, you know, honestly. <laughs> I, I like Eric a lot. Like, I, I wanted that sounds like he's not a good hockey He's a great hockey player, but uh, – but, uh, He's not. He w- he never was. He n- he never was like uh, like uh, you know the guys who the guy who's gonna score 40, 50 points, but he was pushed to, to be that guy. Right. And I think he's also more comfortable with the game he's playing right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think that might have actually uh, did a lot. Uh, actually, put a lot on him just for his psyche because now you really don't see him doing that anymore. No. And yeah. I mean, I, I I would agree with you. I think he is uh, a little bit better as like because he's he's basically playing your role with. I mean, like uh, uh, Sam Sam Gerard now. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm glad that he learned from me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying he took a few notes. Yeah. Then. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> you hope. Yanni's passing down hockey hockey knowledge to little EJ. No, he's <laughs> now he can spread it. He's still more more offensive than I was, or more skill. Let's put it this way, more skill. But uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, when I play with him and he grabbed the puck, I was like, oh shit. What's gonna happen now, right? <laughs> well, uh, so I mean, uh, with your tenure in uh, Colorado, I mean, uh, you saw a lot of you saw a lot of talent. Who do you think you? Uh, who do you think you're? Uh, like, uh, I heard EJ's actually a pretty uh, pretty goofy guy. Who do you think was uh, the the locker room jokester? I mean, throughout your entire career, who was the one that was just uh, you know uh, cracking wise and just like uh, praying, playing pranks on the guys? That's definitely EJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Cody McLeod too, but, uh, you know, being a redhead, he, he, his his uh, level of pain is lower. So every, oh time, my God. every time you you uh, messed up with with uh, Cody McLeod, uh, that, that, was, that hurt. You know, like, yeah. yeah. So just for fun, he, like, slash you over the fingers or something like that. Oh. I like him a lot, but... But it wasn't very comfortable to, you know, joke around with him. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, I think I'm st- uh, like, you know, I'm feeling sore from the game last night. I think I'm going to stay away from Cody for a bit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, you can see it. Like, I mean, uh, EJ, uh, I mean, he, he does those dances in, uh, behind the uh, b- behind the interviews now. And uh, I can see him being a pretty goofy guy. Yeah. But so, I, I, was, I was too. I, I think, you know... A lot of a lot of reporters remember me and and f- forever probably you know <laughs> pulling a pants down when when they were doing an inter- interview oh, they, they, they do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> that's some good stuff who'd you pants who'd you pants i want to know uh, I, I don't know uh, too many to count too many too many to oh count oh my gosh it's too much for one hand <laughs> now how about some weird locker room rituals before games any any of that going on in those Avalanche locker rooms in your days? No, I think uh, every single player player have something, same as I had. What do you have? Just watch the warm up. You will find out. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh okay. <laughs> the video footage tells it all. <laughs> yeah, one of my thing, uh, one of my thing was uh, when I jump on the ice, bef- like before a warm up, I always. Uh, like uh, smash the pucks on the ice, and I, I did those laps, and every, I, I tried to, sc- I tried to shoot three pucks to opposite net, to other side, and when I hit all three, I was like, this is gonna be a good game. Oh, nice, <laughs> very nice, yeah. And then when I didn't hit any, I try one more, like ah, oh, that's gonna be bad game. I didn't. <laughs> <score>. <laughs> but then I was thinking like, I'm probably gonna get in fight to do that because sometimes when I didn't hit those three, I keep. Try, I, I tried to shoot more, but the other team was already on the ice, and the goalie was stretching in, in the net, and I, I keep shooting there, <laughs> and I was like, I'm probably going to get in fight. Uh, yeah, the other team's <laughs> like, this prick, what is he doing over here? I never did, actually. Nobody oh, even no. said anything. Oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> just sneaking away with it. That's pretty sweet. Just coming from left field at, like, Luongo or something like that, you know? <laughs> 
That's hilarious. So I got to ask, uh, you know, I mean, obviously you played in many buildings. Uh, what do you think your favorite building to play in was? Uh, building. <clears throat> Arena. Arena. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, I, I like Minnesota. I like uh, uh, Ohio, the Blue Jackets. Yeah. Uh, arenas. Arenas. Uh, yeah. I, or, I, I mean, even back in the Czech League. If you, if you if you ask me which ring I hate, it was definitely Madison Square Garden. Really? Yeah. And, and especially before they rebuild it a little bit or, or renew it. But before that, there was such a weird lighting there of like yellow. And I, I had a, it was different than any other arena. So, and I, overall, I, I still didn't like it. You know, when you get there, you walk up, you know, it's all dirty. It's an old building. Like, yeah. Uh, and, and you know, so that's that's arenas. I always like to play in, when I was, before I play for Avalanche, I always like to play in Denver. That's that's the other reason why I signed here. Oh, yeah. Wow. I love Colorado. It, it was, there was, you know, when I, I had a, another uh, offer from, from uh, Washington, and I told my agent, because I know he was talking with, with with Avalanche, so I was like, "What happened with the with Avalanche?" And he called, uh, he called, uh, uh, who was the? GM? It was Greg Sherman, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he called yeah. Greg, Greg, Greg Sherman, and they basically match, or they even offer me a little bit more than 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 uh, uh, Capitals. But uh, I was like, just just say yes. Like the, he had both teams on the on in the same time on the phone. I was like, yeah, I want to play in Colorado. Just say yes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so, but when I play here, I always like to go to uh, to play in San Jose. It's, it's just the city, and and you know, better. Everything was. It's a little uh, like the uh, in the SAP center. It's a little more on top of each other. It's like you can feel the crowd on top of you. Yeah, the rink wasn't my favorite, but I mean everything else, you know. Oh yeah, just uh, well, just like just being in San Jose and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, nice. So uh, we know, we know, but uh, maybe the listeners may not know. Like uh, he, you're actually part of uh, Dog Nation now, Dog Nation Hockey Foundation, mm-hmm. and uh, we just interviewed Marty last week. So this is a great segue. Uh, um, so you're on the board now, and um, you actually got to uh, play a lot with Grayson Cameron. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the news with him coming out uh, uh, for going to Northland. Uh, apparently, you got to play with him in his first game back. Uh, like, uh, tell me what tell me what that was like. I mean, I mean, uh, just for a kid to go that bad and like just uh, see him back on the ice. I mean, yeah, we were all excited for him. Obviously, um, you know, uh, but he's the same guy like every other hockey player. And if you didn't know his story, you would not recognize, you know, there is something different or something special. Obviously, you know, coming back from what happened is unbelievable. And uh, uh, we were, we are all happy that he was able to do that. You know, like it's, it's great story. It's, it's, it's good for him. First yeah. of all, you know, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, and uh, why, uh, like, I mean, how do you get hooked up with Dog Nation in the first place? I mean, uh, 
because Marty knows everybody. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Word on the street is. <laughs> and I, I know Marty uh, from you know my last few years of playing, and uh, um, you know. But when you hockey player, um, I, or I I told Marty a couple times. When you hockey player, you're living in a bubble, and the bubble is built by people around you. They don't want you to. They. I mean, I think they they mean that in the right way because they're trying to protect you there is a lot of weirdos in the world <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. but oh in the yeah. same time uh uh you're not getting the same informations when you uh when you hockey play when you're in the bubble you're not getting the same informations it's it's uh it's very rare so um after i retire i start talking with martin more and uh, i'm very excited and super happy to help with everything he needs and you're on the board now, right? With uh, with with fellow countryman Hey Duke. Um, yeah. So uh, what uh, what are, like uh, what are your like you know responsibilities or like what do you uh, what do you like what what's your favorite part about being on the board at Dog Nation and all that? To be involved, you know, yeah. like uh, be be part of it, and and uh, and for me, it's more about uh, I'm I'm not looking for some some uh, position to decide about something you know right. I'm, I'm just more about trying to help as much as possible with my connections and and uh you know help people who need help and because uh, i honestly i didn't when when i was playing that much mm. uh, even even i you know sometimes i donate money here and there but uh my feeling when i was playing is like uh, and this is my favorite part to help uh, now. It's like when I play, I th- I always thought like, you know, somebody need help, but how much he needs? 60 grand, 100 grand. Right. And then uh, later on, uh, I find out that a uh, couple thousand dollars make uh, big guys cry. And it's, it's huge, you know. And I swear, I never thought that when I was playing. Uh, I th- yeah, and... and I mean, well, you know, you, you're so wrapped up in, you know, playing and just, like, getting by and stuff. I mean, and, I mean, just, just you know, a simple hello or, a, like, a shout-out to people, like, makes all the difference. I can tell you that from from my standpoint uh, and, and, like, the fact that you've decided to come on and, I mean, yeah, just the way you said, like, I'm not looking for any medal or anything. Uh, we uh, Everybody just appreciates that so much. It's great. Yeah, I wish uh, hockey players now are more involved in in the stuff like that because, you know, it's really it's really about it. It, it doesn't it doesn't worth any like it doesn't cost anything for players. Like yeah. it's about like I, like you said, just stop by and say hi, or whatever you know. And there's so much options for for those hockey players now, but I am afraid that they are not getting right information. Right, absolutely. And um, wh- what else, boys? What do you guys want like, to one, one question I had for you, and besides, I mean, we've covered a lot of hockey and all that. Um, obviously, I think as we're little kids and stuff, we always have uh, something that we aspire to be when we grow up. So say if hockey ended up not working out for you uh, when you were you know, little growing up, uh, was there something that you wanted to become? If if uh, if hockey wasn't wasn't gonna work, <laughs> you mean like a, 
every kid wants to be an astronaut or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you when you're when you become old <laughs> or a bit a grown up, what, did, did you aspire to be someone uh, as you were if, as you were little? Probably not. When I was very little, probably not. Uh, I always, you know, I play hockey and I play every other sport. So, so I always dream about being an athlete or, or, you know, not that much just a hockey player, but anything. Mm. When I was a little bit older, uh, in my teenage age, um, my father owns the restaurant and I always kind of like that I will be the next owner when he cannot do it anymore. Okay. But since he's he's only 19 years older than me, so I, I don't know if that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> 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 You'll follow but closely after him, we right? Were, we were more friends. Like we, we uh, went to a lot of parties together. Just buddies. <laughs> just like, hey, that's, uh, hey that's Papa, are we going to hit up that uh, that party tonight, or like what's going on here? But say, in the same time, I have to say. Uh, he was very strict and I, I, you know, I have to thank him for where I'm right now or where I was when I play because um, I think in ev every kid or most of the kids in the age of 17, 18, 19, they, they have different uh, stuff to do than just focus on hockey yeah. uh, and, and prepare for practice or game. And I, I, I was same, you know, yeah. I, I, I had a lot of friends who go out and, and drink and, and even use some drugs. Uh, and and uh, my father always told me, like, I don't care what you do, but make sure you are on the practice in the morning and you are, you are preparing for a game. Oh, yeah. And I, I wasn't, he was strict enough and, and he had a res enough respect that I was never late. I was, I n I n I, when I go on a party, I, was, I never stay late. Mm. I always go home and, and prepare. And uh, even, I think, if I didn't show at show up at school, I had uh, less trouble than if I didn't show up on, pra on practice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he just so he just held I you to a certain standard, and you just couldn't push the envelope at all. Basically, you you had no you could you had wiggle room, but you didn't want to test it. Basically, yeah. just out of respect, and that's kind of cool. I and mean, on the end of the day. Uh, a lot of my friends play hockey with me back then. Yeah. And they never play when they were older than, you know, 20, 25. So the places they go and party, you know, in the bars, yeah. later on they work there. And yeah. I was able to go there uh, with the, as a hockey player. So. Oh, yeah. So that was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> I would hope so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's a, and that's interesting that you say that too, because I, I similar similar uh, upbringing for me too. Uh, I can't say I ever had like much of a curfew or anything when I was little uh, or younger. Uh, but but my dad same thing. Uh, make sure you're on time in your practices. Make sure you're on time on school. I don't. You don't have to get straight A's in school, but you better make sure you pass every grade. Uh, and then I don't know in Czech you guys didn't have like A's B's it, it was numbers right yeah like eight one one was the best and five was the worst oh okay so in Latvia is like backwards so like if you got like a one or two it's like I'm gonna get my ass beat at home yeah. uh like eight was the first I think, is the worst eight was the best you could get and uh every now and then you could get like a 10 but that's like no, uh, we astronaut had, uh, grades. <laughs> yeah, we, we had only one as the best, or 
you know, sometimes one and star, which was the best best. Yeah. One and star. It's like an A plus plus or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then five was the worst, so you don't wanna really have five. Well, very cool, man. So, yeah. uh, one last thing. So, t- uh, Marty told me that you were actually very uh, pe- uh, into peculiar. the Backstreet Boys. I'm kidding. Oh I'm my kidding. God. <laughs> it, apparently, apparently, that's Cody McLeod. Anyway, no. so, <laughs> <laughs> you were you were very peculiar oh. about your hockey sticks. Can you can you allude to that? Uh, actually, with the hockey stick, I was really bad. Yeah, yeah, like probably the worst i know some players using a sticks uh for uh, maybe one game or, or even one period like uh like uh, nathan mckinnon yeah and uh, uh i was even pushed uh, by by uh equipment guys to change my stick because my stick was wasn't broken so i keep practicing with that stick i was just lazy to tape it or something like yeah (laughs) don't give me a new one i need to tape it it's gonna be ridiculous just let me use this one i I did use uh every every game i i I had one new stick like at least as a backup right but at a at the family sport when we practice yeah my stick rack looked like this guy is probably a beer league guy or something. <laughs> I wasn't even taping those things. Like, this is good for practice. You know? It's just good enough. <laughs> and you were pretty specific about, like, the kind of stick you were using. I, I heard you only, you've only used, like, uh, like one or two different kind of sticks throughout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was in Russia, I, I used uh, Eastern sticks because, uh, I, I, I don't know. There wasn't the, the whole thing stick yet. There yeah. was like blade and shot. Oh, yeah. You yeah. used what I like when the playing on and everything. Yeah. You the get the heat pieces. gun and yeah, yeah. 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 Heat gun and, and melt that uh, that uh, glue. You got four blades in your hockey bag just to replace them on the bench if you need to. Yeah. <laughs> and in my NHL career, I use only s- basically CCM, which in uh, one point of the time was C- uh, Reebok. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. The, there was some changing in the companies, like oh yeah, Reebok buying out uh, like a million hockey companies. That was that was actually weird because there was when I pl- start playing for Oilers, it was CCM, and then I think uh, Reebok bought CCM and started switching everything to Reebok, which was so expensive. Like you know, imagine like. Not just sticks, but skates, gloves, everything. They, oh, yeah. They, they get rid of those three letters and put the Reebok logo there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they shorts can charge $100 and, and more. shirts and everything. And I think so somehow it didn't work. So two years later, the Reebok starts switching to back to CCM. So they, they waste so much money on that. But I, I stick with the basically CCM all the time. Yeah, I never switched to some uh, something else. When you got your brand, you got your brand, man. I think so. I mean, th- I mean, we're not talking, we're not spotting anybody. No Reebok, no CCM, but no, no. <laughs> but I, I like, uh, yeah, it's it. Uh, look at where Reebok is now. Yeah, they <laughs> they went. I but I feel like I'm the guy who doesn't like anything new. I'm just trying to stick with with the stuff I know. Yeah, I don't like changes. Uh, that's how I was. Anytime, like I, 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 I loved the more broken in stuff. Like I loved, I loved like the uh, the sweat that actually accumulated in the gloves. 
that just like just made everything so loose. It, it was just perfect to that, just like hop back on the ice. That's the first thing I always do when my when my gear was all dried out. I I fill my water bottle and I just dump a bunch of water in that glove. See, I just th- make it all you know. I just never. And then, and then your arm, then your hand stuff. stinks for like two weeks. I just never <laughs> dried my stuff bag. out. Yeah, that's <laughs> smells. That's maybe more. I was maybe more picky with the gloves because I hate new gloves probably more than new skates. Yeah. And sometimes I, I just ask a equipment manager if he's got some like used gloves. Like I, I hate breaking breaking in the new gloves. Can you go to oh, the great. plate again, sports, and get me an old pair of gloves? Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> no, I could, I feel you. That was the same with me, man. Uh, if in, anytime I had to break in new gloves, I'd wear them around the house, and like desperately try to break these things in so it wasn't just gnarly stiff leather yeah, it's like a breaking yeah. in a baseball glove or something new like new new gear is the absolute worst like i mean oh I, you're I, a goalie so well i told you guys yeah santa brought me new goalie pads mm-hmm. and uh looks like arthur Zerbe fr- out there corona freaking doesn't is not letting me break them in but i was i was super excited i was like oh man this is awesome and then, like I got on, and it's just like I'm just getting lit up, you know. You just have to put them on and walk everywhere. Like go to the I, grocery store. Well, I, 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 I literally, I would bend, I would, you know, like bend them all together, and I would sit on them and freaking play video games in my living room yeah. while I'm using the the pad as like a chair. Uh, but yeah, man, I it I haven't had new goalie pads in so long, and it's like. I, I almost forgot how much it sucks to break yeah. new stuff. No, in. I feel you on because the uh, last time I, uh, uh, when I, uh, when I finally got back to hockey after a little bit of a hiatus, I had to get new, new gears. And I was walking around my apartment, just like full hockey garb, even skates and everything, just walking <laughs> around, just doing my, my dailies. It just like, look like a star Wars character. Well, or no, something. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just walking around, you know, new skates. I got new gloves, you know, I'm just like trying out my new visor, which <laughs> I, I, I couldn't play in a visor. Those things were so confusing, but yeah, I'm just walking around the apartment just like, Oh yeah, just ready to get back on the ice here. That, that was like my son, but he was four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, well, I was twenty, <laughs> and so. Well, yeah, well, there, there you go. Uh, like I, I'm the same as a four and a twenty year old, and you know what? Damn it, I'm proud of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know that because I took a picture. He was in a my house basement, full dressed up in the hockey gear and just watch television <laughs> be like the kid that uh stood behind kippersoff when uh kippersoff would do his warm-ups and stuff and he'd be doing the same maneuvers and everything <laughs> he, he was crazy like <laughs> when he when he was uh i think probably in a f- not even a first grade but probably five six years old that he was definitely younger than six because uh, there was the reason why I put him playing hockey, I couldn't. He couldn't wait anymore, <coughs> and I was trying to keep him away from hockeying as kind of like not long as possible. But you know, it's not good for kids to skate when he when they are like three or four. Yeah, it, they can wait. <coughs> so every time I get home, obviously after practice or, or game, I had to play hockey again. <laughs> And I was so tired mentally because, you know, this is what I was doing whole morning every day. Yeah. And uh, so we play hockey on the street. We play knee hockey in the basement. We play all the stuff. 
And then I remember one morning when uh, he was probably like just turned f or you know five, and uh, I was all dressed up. And every time I was in, a, my, in my suit, he he recognized that I'm going on a morning skate and then leaving, flying to play somewhere. And he walked down from his room, and uh, I was eating breakfast, <coughs> and and uh, he was like, "Hey, Dad, where are you going?" And I was like, "I'm going. We're gonna play. I'm going to Detroit. We're playing the Red Wings." Oh, that's gonna be okay. They are sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, back then the Detroit was a pretty good team, and I was like, oh man, like, I don't think they are sucked. They they are pretty good. And he's like, no, they lost an against Columbus last time, uh, last night. I was like, first Why? thing in the morning, as a <laughs> five years old kid, check not how Avalanche are playing, because <laughs> the father is playing for Avalanche. He checked all the scores from in every. Like every game for last night, and he know that Columbus Blue Jackets were sucked, yeah. and they beat Detroit the <laughs> night before. So, since we're going to Detroit, we're probably gonna win the game. And he was fucked. <laughs> I was like, this is time to put he's him on the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's listening to like the Ray and Drags like prospect report and stuff yeah. like that. He's uh, that's awesome. That's, that, that's was, awesome. Man. That was a decision point when I was like, this is time to put him. Kid on needs to play hockey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That's incredible, man. Well, hey, uh, you guys, you guys got anything else you want to? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what what kind of led you to pick the number eight when you came to Abs. And if I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't you wear four when you were a rookie with Edmonton? Or no, I wore twenty five. Uh, twenty five. That's what it was. Yeah, I wore twenty five, and. Uh, uh, is it just any significance, I guess, is a in, in Czech Republic, I, were, I was 35. Okay. Which everybody's saying this is a goalie's number, but it was my lucky number. Yeah. And uh, I play with 35 in, in my, you know, Slavia Praha team and then uh, in the national team. And then I think 35 already were somebody, probably goalie <laughs> in Edmonton. Yeah. And uh, so they gave me 25. And then uh, when I sign with Blue Jackets, they just give me number eight, which I wear for two years yeah. Yeah. or three years. And then uh, I was like, you know, what if I go back to my old number 35? And uh, they gave me 35 back, which, you know, people from the fan store is like, this is the best thing you can do. Like everybody start buying your jerseys over because <laughs> You change the number, so do, do that every set every season. <laughs> <laughs> so they keep buying your jersey. <laughs> but uh, and then some players is like, "Why are you wearing thirty five? This is a goalie's number." And our goalie Steve Mason was an unbelievable rookie of the year. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But then he come back after his first year. After summer, he come back like overweight, and he was really bad. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. His second season was bad, and then. Uh, so people asking me like, "Why are you wearing 35? This is a goalie's number." And I was like, "Oh, probably because I have more block shots than goalie saves." <laughs> 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 there you go. That's the best answer you could have had, man. Oh, beauty! Oh my God, what a trip! That's a shot's beautiful. Fired oh. all the well, way. No. Oh, that's awesome, bud. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I signed with uh, with Avalanche, and they gave me back my number eight. Which this is the the only real number eight. Just to make sure everybody know that, because then there is one guy 
Martin Richardson is trying to be number eight. But oh, the real one is, yeah, he's the r- real one is trying to blow up eight. your spot. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that's fake oh. news or something. And, and here I thought you were a big fan of Sanda Sozo and. Ch- <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come uh, on, Chirps fired. <laughs> one of the best defenses. Chirps <laughs> fired. Oh. Yeah, uh, we are, we always fight about number eight with Martin. And, uh, I don't know, you know. Sometimes I let him use it. Uh, sometimes uh, it's it's uh, well. I mean, the he, Godfather of the Eight has to give he, the Dog just, Father permission. Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, what's up with that, Marty? That number should be claimed in the Dog Nation, right? Come on, it should be retired up in the office. It'll wall. be hung up at the rafters at that new rink, man. I always watch his warm up, and when he looks good, then I let him use it. Oh yeah, so it's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's oh, beautiful. You get, you get this jersey today, Cappy. <laughs> like you said earlier, Jan, if, if Marty doesn't fall the whole hour of skating, he gets number eight yeah. for today. Yeah, like, like, honestly, what else I, I should be wearing? You know? like, yeah, yeah well, totally. I mean, oh, wow. Well, uh, Jan, thank you so much for doing this, man. Like, it's been a fucking gas. And, uh, uh, Oh, I think we learned a lot about, uh, you know, self call ups, you know, just just living the pro life. And uh, I mean, Jan, I can't we can't thank you so much for doing self call ups, self trades. I mean, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> That's why I'm an agent and family. Agent. There you go. I go through everything. Well, you've already, oh, yeah. you've already got experience, too. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, man, thanks so much for doing this with us. We yeah. really appreciate it. Seriously, this is awesome. Thank I'd, you, guys. I had a lot of fun. Oh, buddy, thank you. And uh, Nasravi. 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 Uh, yes. Dosvidanya. So, <laughs> so I'd li- I, I would just like to send a uh, shout-out to VTG Jerseys. Oh, yeah. Um, you've got uh, uh, Brantley Atkinson's got some incredible vintage jerseys oh, yeah. uh, online for sale right now, and he's been – He's been pimping out our broad uh, our broadcast, so uh, we got to give him some thanks. Well, that and he's got actually reasonable prices, and he's actually willing to talk to you guys if you want if you want to you know kind of a little bit of wiggle room. I know I just picked up a Michael Peck uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, well, boy, signed jersey, and, <laughs> so and, and Blue Jackets and, and Blue Jackets, yeah, he's <laughs> he, yep. <laughs> So, uh, so check him out, VTG Jerseys dot com, and he's on eBay. And I just got to say thank you again, Jan. This yeah. was this has been huge. This I really fun. appreciate it. Thank had you a, for having me. Oh, thank! I had a freaking gas, man. Like I love the stories. So, um, without further ado, uh, keep your stick on the ice and uh, meet us uh, the next time on the bench with Bay Beaks. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks. Have a good week, guys.